Hello and welcome to the latest edition of the Packaging Europe podcast, where we speak to players from across the packaging value chain to find out a bit more about what is making the industry tick. Today, we're taking a closer look at collaboration. So packaging provider VPK and adhesive specialist HP Fuller have been collaborating within the framework of Blue Box Partners, amongst other things, working on innovation pilots and pilots and innovation academy events. At these events, partners across the value chain work together on co-designing tomorrow's packaging solutions. In today's podcast, we'll dig a bit deeper into the power of collaborations and take a closer look at these innovation pilots and their potential for the future. So with me today are Daphne Deledic, who is Head of Innovation at VPK and Blue Box Partners, as well as Elizabeth Stapp, who is Global Sustainability Manager for Rigid Packaging at HP Fuller. So yeah, welcome both of you and thank you very much for being on the podcast today. Yeah, thank you too, Elizabeth, for welcoming us. Yeah, to uh, get started, um, I was wondering if you could both tell me a bit more about yourselves. Um, Daphne, starting with you, um, could you tell me a bit more about the work you do at uh, Blue Box Partners and uh, at VPK as well? Yeah, well, thank you again, Elizabeth. Uh, I'm really glad to be here actually with you today. Um, so very briefly, as you said, I'm head of innovation. Um, I'm officially based in France and coordinate in total 13 countries for an alliance that is called uh, Blue Box Partners, where VPK is member of, with Klingele, Hinojosa, and Cart One. Uh, so these four partners are four family-owned companies, and we are uh, actually uh, paper and corrugated manufacturers. And we can say that in terms of geographical coverage, we are amongst the top three in Europe. So this is a little bit, uh, a few words about the Alliance. Um, what does the Alliance do? Actually, um, this is really a coordination role uh, where we work with uh, big FMCGs. Uh, most of them are in the food uh, industry where we actually uh, then coordinates uh, projects from uh, in innovation implementation to more, let's say, radical uh, innovation. And this is where we will speak about with Elizabeth. And we are really into best practice sharing, uh, knowledge management, and everything that has to do with trend analysis. And how can we define the innovation strategic roadmap for the upcoming year and years, um, knowing that we have two main concerns and two main topics that we'll speak later on with Elizabeth, it's e-commerce and sustainability, uh, which means for us actually moving more to circular economy and circular solution, where actually Elizabeth will also uh, speak about it. Um, in my everyday job, so I coordinate uh, six pilots that have uh, packaging designers actually background and production profiles. And I'm also interconnected with the uh, marketing communication and sales team. So I have a real transversal role. That's it. I will leave the word to Elizabeth. <laughs> Yeah, well, thank you very much for having us today. It's really exciting to be talking about uh, this collaboration that, that we have started. Um, so I'm the new Global Sustainability Manager for Rigid Packaging, which is a role which was created at the beginning of the year. 
Um, for the rigid packaging segment, which is really those adhesives that uh, go into rigid packaging for fiberboard-based um, packaging, the making of corrugated, um, and then also the closing of uh, cartons and boxes, as well as reinforcement and opening tapes. And we also service the beverage industry with labeling and uh, multi-pack solutions. And we've recently added graphic arts and envelopes to the rigid packaging um, mix at HV Fuller. HB Fuller is the largest global pure play adhesive supplier, really specializing in bringing new innovative adhesive technologies to the markets, really for all the markets that we serve, um, which spans from medical applications, electronic, automotive, and, and durable applications, and of course, packaging, um, flexible, rigid packaging, um, hygiene articles, etc. So really anything that you can think of um, really contains adhesives now Nowadays, and HP Fuller surely has, has a solution um, for that. So when we're looking at um, rigid packaging, we, um, the business leaders at HP Fuller, we really got together and we've revamped our strategy and really um, oriented it towards sustainable solutions, towards a more circular economy, really working on making sure that our adhesive solutions um, give that aspect for recyclability, in particular, really keeping the primary packaging materials in the, in the cycle, being able to reuse them or recycle them as often as um, the materials are able to be um, recycled. And then, of course, looking uh, further afield at new design options. So HB Fuller has been active, um, I want to say, for five to seven years now in the area of uh, multi-packs, particularly for beverage, whether that's aluminum cans or PET bottles or also liquid beverage cartons, really coming up with alternatives to take the plastic um, out of those packaging models and working with partners across the industry in order to be able to come up with these um, solutions. And that's also um, part of the motivation to, to work with Blue Box partners is really saying, how can we have these solutions and, and really work towards um, those packaging models that are going to be fit uh, for the circular economy going forward. Hmm. Yeah, looking really looking forward to um, finding out more about all these collaborations um, during the course of the podcast. And um, yeah, I understand that um, the two of you first got talking at a packaging Europe packaging, Global Packaging Innovation Forum event. And uh, yeah, I'd like to know a bit more about, about that and how that came about. So I will start and Elizabeth probably will add some comments. Uh, so actually, uh, I was in contact with Tim, um, that is also who is also working for Packaging Europe, and he invited me to uh, freely join the Global Packaging Innovation Forum that started, if I'm correct, uh, a little bit more than one year ago. Uh, so I attended the second actually uh, session where which was about uh, innovation in secondary and tertiary packaging. And there was HB Fuller plus a machine manufacturer and another actor of corrugated and paper. And at that time, uh, I was uh, just about to launch a solution that is called EcoGrip uh, to substitute single-use plastic shrink wrap 
by a solution that is able to grab the neck of uh, bottles. And uh, this is a nice, uh, this is really suitable when you have, let's say, a solid neck. But when it is about uh, caps that are glued on any kind of brick, then this is challenging because the tab actually can go away <laughs> while taking the, the full pack. And when I listened to Elizabeth, they just announced their uh, collaboration to really bundle, let's say, rectangular bricks, aseptic bricks with a paper base and corrugated base solution and glue. And the main challenge uh, at this time was really how can we think of a paper-based solution that is almost as light as the plastic one, because this is a huge, huge challenge um, to be able to propose alternatives that are really in the same, let's say, weight area. And when I uh, saw the example of Elizabeth, I said, okay, uh, let's, let's <laughs> deep dive into that option and let's take contact with A.P. Fuller and with Elizabeth so that we can really um, have a broader perspective than just our corrugated and paper perspective to see how we can really redesign or rethink the packaging feature to make them sustainable, circular, and actually recyclable and monomaterial so that we can propose alternatives to a single-use plastic, but also on an economical and viable manner uh, so that it's not, uh, as I said, too heavy or too much material consuming versus the current solution. And I will let Elizabeth then complete <laughs> the session from her perspective. <laughs> Yeah, so as Daphne said, I was one of the panelists at um, the Global Packaging Innovation Forum, and I was really um, presenting HP Fuller's sustainability ladder. So from our perspective, um, adhesives um, are generally a very small part of the overall packaging, but really an essential part of the packaging because they, they keep everything together, the label in place, the box closed, um, the corrugated um, gives it uh, really the, the shape and the stability amongst other things. Um, but then also for um, the circular aspect in terms of the recyclability, the properties and the characteristics of the adhesives are, are also essential. And if we think of um, the consumer goods companies that are using packaging in particular for food and beverage um, items, they have many, many assets already in place. So in terms of really being able to revolutionize the packaging that they have is, um, is a huge challenge. So it's really a step-by-step -step process in our opinion to make the packaging more sustainable. So there are various levers that can, um, that can be pulled in order to get energy use down, make production more efficient, use less adhesive, enhance recyclability of the primary packaging materials and the like. So it's really that step-by-step -step process where you are able to make incremental improvements. Um, and that's really what the HP Fuller Sustainability Ladder is all about. Um, you don't have to completely scrap um, the, the, the assets that you have for your, for your packaging. They're really incremental changes that can, that can be made. Um, but then again, 
once you have pulled all those levers, then you can really go uh, further beyond that and say, how can the overall packaging design um, be changed? And in particular for the multi-packs, there's um, really many possibilities of reducing the plastic, in particular, the shrink plastic that is used. And for liquid beverage cartons, um, it's really, I'd say, fairly straightforward due to the rectangular shape. Um, it's really um, easier to, to glue them to a board. And then we can use a board that is fairly light, as Daphne said, by using a reinforcement tape in a handle that then gives that convenience um, to the consumer to be able to carry that six pack home um, very easily. And then of course, the other aspect where really um, a substantial amount of packaging material can be saved is that of the overall pallet packaging, the tertiary quaternary packaging can oftentimes be quite a bit of packaging that uh, goes through the supply chain in order to keep all the items dust-free, moisture-free, um, but also give that inherent um, pallet stability throughout the supply chain from the factory to the supermarket. And in particular, when it comes to the pallet stability, that's really where various adhesive solutions can uh, greatly enhance the pallet stability and take out um, a substantial amount of those materials. Um, so that's really where we're coming from, from the HP Fuller um, point of view, the adhesives that, um, that go into the packaging and really making those, um, those incremental changes um, before really completely redesigning um, the overall packaging. Although I personally do believe that um, as we advance more and more towards the circular economy, um, our customers will be looking more closely at the overall packaging design and what more fundamental changes that can make. And that's, I think, where the, the, our collaboration and then the design innovation really comes in to find those appropriate solutions because they're going to be different for each of the customers. Hmm. Yeah, it's really great to see that uh, one of Packaging Europe's events has sparked a collaboration of this kind. That's obviously exactly the, um, the effect we're hoping for. <laughs> so um, I was wondering on a broad level, how important would you say is collaboration from the point of view of addressing the challenges the, um, the industry faces today? I will start again and Elizabeth will then continue. <laughs> let's speak, let's keep on that rhythm. <laughs> rhythm. Um, first of all, to come back to what Elizabeth said, um, currently speaking, I think we are really on the switch of the future. So um, nowadays, there are a lot of requests from clients that uh, want to have solutions that Elizabeth mentioned that are incremental solutions where it may not have a big impact on their current supply chains or on their current production lines. However, um, when we really want to think about eco-design or upstream innovation, this will have a much better impact. Uh, so I think this is going to be the story of tomorrow. Uh, today, it's still on how can we still manage with, with the asset that we have, to innovate, to reduce material, and to develop uh, together a solution. And I come back to your point of collaboration. Um, when I first uh, proposed the idea to have a common uh, collaboration with HB Fuller, 
all the designers said, well, wow, what, what, why, what will it bring to us? We are so used to develop new designs, et cetera, et cetera. And, and actually what is interesting is that when we have a client's challenge, because this is the key of collaboration, this is to work together on one client's challenge. And we have a different perspective from the paper manufacturer, the corrugated manufacturer, the adhesive options that some of us and me also really didn't know that it could be possible then it opens really the mind of, of the, the potentiality or the solutions that we can think together. And, and, and I think actually collaboration is absolutely key. The world is more and more complex. Uh, we have more and more and more experts in one dedicated field. But if we don't work together to really understand the challenge of the client and how can we work together on that challenge, and how can we think together of a solution? Then we will all say in our little scope, and I think real innovation will not happen. So this is really about building that partnership, uh, building that customer-centric actually approach where it doesn't matter if HB Fauna had this ID or we have that ID, the, uh, the objective is that we work together and that we solve this issue. No, I, I couldn't agree more. It's really, it's really the area of expertise, bringing those together and bringing the different viewpoints together. And I think we saw that last November when we hosted our first uh, joint event and the customers ended up being virtual for various reasons. We're with the pandemic, um, but the HP Fuller and the Blue Box team came together in Lüneburg in Northern Germany in our adhesive academy. And I have to say those were really two fantastic days and the people that were there from both of our companies, from both of our groups, um, I think they really learned a tremendous amount about the technology, the possibilities um, of the other company and how it all comes together. And it's really those different viewpoints to tackle one problem and really um, looking at the customer's issue. And that's why there's also not one solution that fits all. It's going to be different um, for different customers because they have... Um, a slightly different client base because they need to um, respect their branding um, or they're making store brand products and therefore have specific requirements from the retailers. So the, the requirements are going to be slightly different, even if we're talking about a juice or a milk or a cereal package their um, specific requirements are going to be somewhat different. And so that's why you really need to have an individual project for those customers and very clearly define what their priorities are and what they are trying to achieve. I think in particular, when you are looking for new sustainable packaging, there is no right answer. Are you looking specifically at the weight of your overall project, product and, and packaging? Are you looking to specifically reduce plastic and therefore could perhaps have a little bit heavier board? There are just so many different um, viewpoints there and they can all be correct depending on how you um, define your priorities for your sustainable packaging. 
Are you looking at the material type? Are you looking at the carbon footprint? Um, there, there are various aspects that you can be that you can be looking at there, and they're going to drive you to a different solution. Um, and all of those solutions can be can be correct and can be good depending on how you have defined your priorities. And that's why it's so essential to be customer centric, bringing in those different viewpoints towards and, and working towards one goal. So um, listening to all this, um, I'm wondering, uh, obviously, this may very much makes the um, makes the case for, for collaboration. But um, it seems like many companies still stay within their silos and um, don't maybe cooperate that much across um, across the value chain or across um, across industries. And I was wondering, how can this be um, overcome, in your opinion? Well, I think that's a really that that's really a challenging one, uh, and I think Daphne and I we went a little bit sort of with our with our head straight into the wall, and we sort of um, really had to force our companies initially um, until they saw yes, this this can work, and we really had to um, extend that extend that initial trust. I think many companies have built their success on developing new solutions, being the first. Uh, to develop intellectual property, have the patents, and then be the first to market and successfully bring those to market. And that's what historically many companies have built their success on. And that is then also how they are organized. And they are then also very um, protective of their intellectual property and, and rightfully so. I mean, we invest a lot of money in, uh, in research and development. And, and in the long run, that, that needs to pay off. But Daphne and I, we were very convinced that collaboration is going to is really going to get us to a better solution for the customer at the end of the day. And we had built a very good personal rapport between the two of us. And we had said, you know, hey, we're going to take this leap of faith um, and um, persuade our companies that we're going to give this a trial and, and have a have a joint session. And we'll see what the result will be. And then we'll figure out how we will commercialize this together and, and make it a commercial success for both of our companies. But first, we need to take that leap of faith and, and see what's going to happen to really prove this concept, because we both very strongly um, believed in it. And I have to say, luckily, we were able to, to persuade our respective companies that, that, yes, we can take this leap of faith. And it has really... Um, snowballed into various other projects and, and collaborations. And I have to say, um, we're really going strong now after having started this um, at the end of last year. Just to add two points. Yeah, uh, when I really compare innovation to some of the big, let's say, uh, changes in the society, I would say that the process is a little bit the same as um, digital transformation that actually started some, some years ago. We are still in some process. Um, the thing is that um, in my perspective, and this is also what we share with Elizabeth, uh, the thing is that we need to have really the willingness of the top management and the support from the top management to, to work on that transversal matrix mode, which is not the way uh, traditional companies are organized, so really go into across the silos. So this is this is one point. 
the second point is that uh, we have also to uh, really uh, be focused on pilots that can prove that it works. And this is exactly what Elizabeth said. said. Um, there is no one-fits-all solution. Uh, we will have to adapt everything that we develop according to the client's needs and according to his value change, his requirements, his willingness, his strategy. And uh, when we will have pilot projects implemented, which hopefully will happen in the upcoming weeks, cross fingers, uh, then there will be really data results to prove that this way of working is bringing value to everybody. And that it brings also loyalty to our biggest clients and that they identify us as, okay, I have, I have, a, I have a project, I don't know how I can handle this. Uh, let's let's ask my partners, my suppliers, uh, about what they think about it and about what we can uh, really actually work together. So this is this is these are really crucial points. And also the last point about sustainability and circularity. Um, it's also understanding what are the decision criteria of our customers, because is it only on the result of an LCA study of the proposed solution versus the, uh, the current ones? Is it about the reducing uh, material? Is it about um, having a better impact on end of life? So this is really this, well, knowing with our clients where the decision will be made so that we can also help them with the right arguments and once again, with the right figures. I think figures are keys and really uh, prove that it works and that we can transfer or that we can adapt. One solution is going to be really what we will work on with Elizabeth for the until I think the end of the, the year. <laughs> Great. So yeah, hopefully maybe this podcast will also provide some inspiration and give other example, uh, other companies examples how and how um, how this sort of thing can be achieved. So, um, yeah, like you've mentioned before, you've been working together on these uh, innovation pilots and I wanted to dig a bit deeper there and find out about how they were set up and uh, what topics they cover and uh, what their mission is. Yeah, so then I will start. <laughs> when I entered the Alliance in 2017, um, I first made an internal, actually, innovation, uh, let's say, session about changing a little bit the minds in, internally. And then quite rapidly, uh, there was the conclusion that we have to uh, include clients and that we have to work together in an open innovation mode. This is what Elizabeth said also with uh, uh, previously all the focus on, on IP and protection. I think the one has changed. Uh, we are never sole supplier on one of our clients. So we need really to open uh, the possibilities and work with our clients. So I started in 2019 uh, by organizing an event that was on the uh, frustration-free packaging certification from Amazon uh, because there was a new fee on Europe. And it was organized at that time with ESCO, uh, that is uh, one of the software uh, provider in the industry. And we got then six business cases with clients. And in total, we had an average uh, satisfaction rate of uh, 8.7 on 10. So this was, as I said, again, data figures are keys. And uh, then we said, okay, we should continue. 
maybe in a different format, maybe with new uh, new topic. And we wanted to have one in 2020, but due to the pandemic, it was really not possible. So when I uh, get in contact in beginning of 2021 with Elizabeth, then we we're really willing to organize something. And she will also um, actually explain it, how it worked with the, with the previous one in November last year. Um, the idea was really to concentrate everyone during two days to get an MVP, so a minimum viable product or concept that we can work together. And, and really, uh, this was about client scene identification once again. And uh, this was really about preparing the business case, preparing the client and getting him involved. I will let uh, Elizabeth continue, but this was, we almost canceled the event of last year because there was a peak in Germany on the COVID pandemic. And Elizabeth and me, we called each other on the Monday morning at eight o'clock and we said, do we keep it? Do we maintain it? And Elizabeth and I were like, yes, we have to do it. <laughs> so, and then I will let her continue to explain, but this was, this is really a strong willingness from the both of us. Because we think really that makes really oh, sense. Oh, absolutely. And, and I think it was it was definitely yeah. the, the last week that we were able to do it because everything went into strict lockdown the following week. So we really just sort of got <laughs> under the finishing line there. Um, yeah, we talked on Monday morning and said, hey, are you coming tomorrow or not? You know, we started with a dinner on Tuesday evening and then had our event on, um, on Wednesday and Thursday. And I think overall, we were very happy um, that we did do it, but it was sort of a yay, nay. Um, <laughs> yes, we're, we're going to go ahead. Um, and again, having the having the customers um, virtual, I think, in terms of um, bringing the, the Blue Box partner and the HP Fuller team together, I think that was extremely effective, really building that trust um, between our between our two groups that was that was really incredibly helpful um, and then with the business cases really being able to to focus on what the customers priorities are and as Daphne said I think in particular with um, sustainable packaging solutions but then also with customized e-commerce solutions it's really about how those priorities are set and each company has a slightly different um, angle on how to set these sustainability priorities, even if the end goal of moving towards a more circular economy is really a shared common goal, um, how that is um, implemented is going to be individually different for, for each customer. And I think that's really where um, the customer focus to design new packaging options um, really gives this incredible value of the, of the method using the design innovation method and really being able to have that, that customized solution that works for that customer. Um, and I think that's really what's going to also drive success in future and how we are um, going to manage this whole packaging revolution that is now um, coming at us and um, that, you know, hopefully the whole industry will be part of and, um, and be able to be able to implement because many of the brand owners have set out very ambitious goals 
um, for um, sustainable circular packaging, and that needs to be um, that needs to be realized. And packaging design off the shelf is not going to be the appropriate solution for everyone. So I. Um, really believe that our cooperation and hopefully that will inspire other um, industry partners to work in a similar way for us to be able to achieve what we need to achieve in particular in Europe for the EU Green Deal with the various um, pieces of legislation that are now also being revised, getting more teeth when we're thinking of um, various uh, pieces of legislation for the packaging and packaging waste directive, etc. Um, <clears throat> it's really going to be more and more challenging for all players in the industry. Um, and really to be able to achieve that innovation is the way I personally believe innovation and collaboration is what is going to get us there. Yes, definitely interesting times in the packaging industry and uh, great challenges and, and opportunities. Um, I wanted to dig, dig a bit deeper into the, um, the process at, at these events. Um, how, would you, how could you describe does the co-design process work? I will start again, <laughs> Elizabeth, we continue. Um, what I really would like to highlight is the word design, uh, because it's not about invention or creation. It's really about thinking of a solution that is industry, that has an industrial actually uh, aspect and that can be implemented at the end. Um, so we use a design thinking approach um, that some of the listeners may know. Uh, this is what we call the double diamond approach, uh, which is really about uh, understanding the needs, uh, getting into the client's uh, issue, then refining to the real questions that need to be answered. And once we have define that work, which is actually, I would say, the most difficult work. Because um, historically speaking, we, we start with um, some kind of ideas of what is the needs, and we go then on developing phase, which is the third phase of the design process. But we forgot most of the time the first one and the second one. So it's all about really understanding getting to know uh, all the uh, challenges of our clients, really refining what is, are the priorities, what needs to be worked, and then go into brain writing, right, we call brain writing session, and in concept defining, so that we can then uh, draw them and prototype them and test them. And once we have tested them, even with a very bad piece of corrugated that is cut with a pair of scissors, doesn't matter, but at least we test it and we see how it reacts, then we can move on and we can, we can go into the iteration loop. So this is really the philosophy. Um, the, the method is not new. It has been proven. It works. And when we do organize this uh, co-design session, uh, we have facilitators from our partner called Board of Innovation which actually then uh, really set up the frame and keep the timing because we can be very uh, creative and have a lot of uh, nice idea and concept, but then we need to prototype and we need to test. So this is really um, a, a method and, and this is the way that we can also accelerate some projects because within two days, at the end, there is a prototype to further move on 
and that's that's the great option or to say it will never work we kill that project which is also good in innovation instead of staying month and month and month trying to find something where this is not the right direction so this is really the process and and i will let elizabeth actually uh, continue on her experience um, last November to, to see if you, you want to add something. <laughs> yeah, no, so th this is a method that HP Fuller had been looking at uh, for a while, but we had not uh, started implementing it yet. So it was uh, really a great opportunity for us as a, as a group to uh, get to know it. Um, better in rigid packaging and really gave us an opportunity to experience it uh, firsthand. And um, yeah, the, the two days are definitely are definitely very intense and it's very good to have the moderators there in order to, to keep you on track and uh, make sure that you're progressing so that um, at the end of the two days, you really have a prototype where you can say, yes, this is something we want to be working with um, or no, we need to look at the overall problem that we are trying to solve um, and, um, and really start from square one again. So that um, was really a great learning experience for us. And as a matter of fact, at HP Fuller, um, for June, we're now planning internal training sessions because it's really a method that we want to um, <clears throat> use um, for um, our team here in Europe where we've started, but also globally in terms of rolling that out really as a method um, to be able to, to work with our customers because we've just really seen that um, the design innovation thinking method as well as collaboration is really a very strong recipe for success. And it's a model that um, we are now looking to roll out globally. So um, it's really... Um, brought some movement into into our organization. Great, thank you. And um, I would be interested in hearing what have been the results of um, of past events like this. So I will be brief. <laughs> Figures are really brief. <laughs> so in 2019, we had six business cases, and on the six business cases, three of them were implemented. Uh, the three other ones uh, couldn't be implemented because of too many impacts on the uh, production chain or shift of the projects, but three out of six. And in 2021, we had, uh, so last November, we had two business cases. Uh, one, hopefully, will hopefully in the coming week, will uh, go to the trial phase. And on the second one, uh, we, we didn't move actually on real implementation phase, but it was really actually a, a positive result because it helped the consumer to redefining he, his needs. And then we are working on another project, uh, which then takes a little bit more time than the previous one. I would say that because the, the, the maturity was not the same on the two business cases, which is also nice and okay actually um and and what is actually the the key learning is that we can define uh, mvps or concepts that can actually be transferred to other clients so it has a benefit for the clients we are collaborating with and also with potential clients that have the same issue the same type of products or the same type of of uh, challenge that we can solve with the pre-existing concepts so and time is money 
So if we win time because we have predefined concept that we can adapt, then it's a win-win for everybody. Yeah, so the next the next week is really going to be uh, crucial for this one project. And as Daphne said, we've been able to um, further develop this one concept and also present it um, to, to other customers. So I think, um, you know, fingers crossed, this, uh, this can really be a very successful packaging concept that we were able to develop at the session in November. So um, we'll, we'll let you know when, uh, when it hits the shelf. Mm, absolutely yes uh, definitely um be very interested to be to be kept in the loop <laughs> um yeah and could you also share details about um upcoming events maybe of course <laughs> <laughs> because the only way to to <laughs> to do it or to to really understand is to experiment it so welcome to everybody who wants to really raise the challenge uh, for their packaging, their current and future packaging. So we have two upcoming dates on the 13th to 15th of September and 15th to the 17th of November. Uh, what we want to do, and this is how uh, we thought and we uh, created the event together, is that we define location where there is uh, one factory from the Alliance close to one uh, uh, location of HB Fonon so that we can really prototype in the factory and then test at HB Fonon. So there are three, let's say, uh, priority location or best location, northern of Germany, uh, close to Hamburg, then south uh, of Paris and Blois. Uh, if the people know it, uh, it's nice, it's close to the nice castles of France. And then a third location that is in Portugal, close to Porto, where we both have a very close location there. And I will let Elizabeth continue. <laughs> yeah, the, the geographic proximity of our of our plants is really extremely lucky in terms of how they're uh, spread out across, across Europe. We um, both companies, of course, have um, a, a wide European network, but in terms of um, those locations, um, we really have the, the designers, the scientists, and uh, also the lab facilities across Europe. So we can really um, serve those markets in, in Northern Germany, France, um, and Portugal. But of course, um, that's then really solutions for, for all of Europe. So we're, we're looking forward to anybody, anybody who is interested in, in working with us and really clearly defining um, that packaging challenge um, that, um, that they want to tackle. And um, the big piece of work is really is really in the preparation and um, being very clear about those priorities and about the criteria that are going to make um, a new packaging design successful. So that's really where a lot of pre-work needs to go in. The actual um, design innovation session is of course also hard work, um, but it will be a successful event if the preparation is well done beforehand. Absolutely, yes. And um, in conclusion, um, what are your plans for taking the innovation pilot series and uh, further and growing it? Um, what do you think can be achieved with, uh, with this kind of format? Yeah, so there are, let's say, external objectives and internal objectives. The first one, and uh, this is again linked to the, the customer centricity, is that all the feedback from our clients that, that actually uh, attended our event was 
with uh, Blue Box and HB Foulin, we can co-design and we can collaborate together. And this is really closing the loop of the to topic of tomorrow. Uh, one of our clients said, they don't come with an arrogant solution. They really want to work with us and understand what we need, uh, which was actually the best quotation that we can have uh, and which proved the success. Um, so this is about externally um, and internally. The objective of such method is really that uh, we identify champions, so local champions, that can actually uh, also repeat or organize similar session with the same tool and method. So we have an entire um, book actually to uh, really uh, get to know all, all the stages and all the tools that we can use. And that at the end, it will be then naturally made by the countries and that nobody will need us anymore. <laughs> this is the idea. <laughs> I don't know, Elizabeth, if you want to add something. Yeah, as I, as I already said at HP Fuller, we're really um, <clears throat> at the beginning of rolling this out internally. Um, so we have our first internal training session in June, but also with an international team um, as HP Fuller is, uh, is set up uh, globally and also very... Um, with big operations in the United States, of course, being based out of um, being based out of the United States, and um, so we are really at the beginning of this journey to to roll this out to roll this method out um, internally, um, but globally, then also really with the plan to be able to run such innovation sessions, hopefully with other partners that are. Um, uh, equally as cooperative and, and fun to work with as Blue Box partner in, in other geographies. So that's really where we are at now at, uh, at HP Fuller with this method and, and collaboration. Um, but again, I, I can't stress it enough. My personal belief for us to be able to achieve the sustainable packaging for a circular economy, uh, collaboration is really the way to go. Great, thank you. Um, yeah, we'll definitely stay in touch um, to see what's next for the collaboration and hopefully we'll have inspired a few listeners to maybe join in or even launch their own collaboration project. So um, yeah, that brings us to the end of today's podcast. And uh, yeah, thank you very much again, Daphne and Elizabeth, for, uh, for being here and for sharing your, uh, your thoughts and insights with me. That was, uh, that was really, really interesting. Well, thank, thank you very much for having us. Yeah, have a nice day. Thank you. Thank you. Great. Thank you. And uh, yeah, thank you everybody for listening as well. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast so that you don't miss out on any new episodes. We've got a new one coming out at least once a month. Thank you. <laughs>